0: You're listening to the Nutanix Community Podcast with Dwayne Lesnar and Angelo Luciani. Episode 74. Here we go. This week is another quick take, and I chat with Chad Doerr, Senior System Administrator at a healthcare provider, who is also a Nutanix Technology Champion and a Nutanix User Group Champion. We talk about VDI using Citrix, challenges and surprises that the current COVID-19 situation has raised, and how he is generally dealing with the new distributed workforce. As I mentioned last week on the podcast, I hope you and your family are safe. Let's do what we can to help those in our local communities. So with that, let's join the conversation. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today, Chad.
1: Good to be here, Angela.
0: I know um, these are uh, pretty crazy times uh, with COVID-19. How are you coping, first of all?
1: Well, you know, everyone's everyone's trying to get used to the new normal here. So uh, we've, we've had a pretty easy transition of it. A lot of us uh, in our IS group have already been working from home, at least part-time, Um So that part of the transition has been easy, but for us to support all of the people from the clinical side and the application side and and having to adapt to them working from home, that's been one of the the key challenges.
0: Great. And if I could just level set for folks, you work for a healthcare provider and you have a
1: distributed workforce, correct? So we we provide care to uh, the southern part of Wisconsin, including seven hospitals and over 90 clinics. Yeah, uh, we have over fifteen hundred providers and seventeen thousand staff mm. at, ver- at various locations.
0: Wow, large uh, large enterprise, mm-hmm. and 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 you guys are primarily a Citrix uh, Nutanix shop, is that is yeah? That correct? So
1: our virtual environment is is about ninety nine percent Nutanix uh, at this point. Uh, we've got a few you know point workloads that sure. aren't migrated over yet, sure. but um, yeah, we're a Citrix heavy shop. We do. Uh, about five thousand VDI sessions uh, daily. Wow! Uh, and we have up, you know, up to thirteen thousand people are Citrix users. So not all at once, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, you know th- that would be kind of our our peak numbers. And it's a mix of people using. Uh, there's a remote access desktop solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, our dedicated VDI solutions uh, just depends on job function and mm-hmm. location what they what they'll be using. So with COVID nineteen
0: turning things upside down, what have you seen? change or how has your infrastructure workforce been impacted?
1: Yeah. So our, what we've noticed our our dedicated VDI pools are, you know, pretty stable. Uh, but what we did notice was a pretty significant spike in people that are accessing our remote desktop servers. So we have had to increase capacity there by about 60%. Um, we had a lot of capacity in place to handle that mm-hmm. uh, before the COVID madness started um, we have had to swing a few hosts around to kind of beef up those clusters, mm-hmm. uh, but thankfully we had extra capacity in in some of our other production environments to be able to move hosts around as needed. Uh, that was made exceptionally easy, given that it's all Nutanix—just drain hosts and shuffle stuff around.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's a bit—that's a big increase, right? That's sixty percent. Is. Is.
1: Yep. So it's just, it's a lot of people that, uh, maybe had more administrative roles, mm-hmm. uh, at clinics cause the clinics have been reduced to, you know, essential staff only. Yeah. So these are people that are accessing their applications via Citrix desktop from maybe their home equipment, or, uh, there's been a big rush to get an additional almost 2000 laptops mm. purchased and, and configured to be sent home with people, um, so that they can access things in a more controlled environment. Um. But yeah, this is people that have never worked from home before, so there's been you know been a surge on the help desk side of things for mm-hmm. us too. It's kind of all hands on deck with the help desk and mm-hmm. everybody trying to onboard these people and get them up and up to speed, you know, working remotely and accessing the tools in a slightly different way than maybe they're used to in the office.
0: Yeah, and and that's a that's an interesting. Um... Point that you mentioned about uh, getting an ad- additional two thousand laptops, mm-hmm. um, and that's mainly, and, and I think the, the the term you said or just used was m- more control or more uh, more of a controlled environment, if you will. Yeah,
1: so you know we can set out the image laptops, and then we've got them, you know, right. in the. In- in the company vpn automatically they're not just coming in over a citrix tunnel um it gives us a lot more insight into the traffic and it's a secure you know it's a more secure option than people use their home pcs but you know we've had that citrix desktop capability you know via their home pcs is uh, you know a a best effort kind of thing um oh i see it's always always trickier to support right because you never know what they've got installed you never Mm -hmm. know you know, what state that computer at home is in. So, you know, it's just a lot easier from a support model if we can get them equipped with the laptop. So I'm sure that they'll be, you know, they're going to be distributed and, you know, the the most key players uh-huh. are going to first and then they'll kind of trickle down. We've been bringing stuff that's been planned to be decommissioned. Some of that's you know being recycled as well. Mm. So we're, we're really having to, you know, scrap and scrape and find stuff that normally maybe wouldn't be used
0: just getting that order in of an additional 2000 must be also a challenge uh, as well. I mean, cause I'm sure there's other companies doing the same, a lot of, oh, I, a lot of pressure I'm, on the supply.
1: I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know, you know if you know, we have our, our company standard stuff that we normally order. So I don't know how far outside of, of what yeah. we might normally order. We've had to go, but um, you know, we got a, a, an end user team that really is uh, they were ahead of the, you know, the curve and they had that order in, you know, almost two weeks ago at this point. Yeah. yeah so, yeah
0: cool
1: yeah our 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 leadership has really uh just taken a very aggressive stance with this and and they've really made quick decisions that have been beneficial i think
0: right and how has um in terms of monitoring your 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 vdis and uh, you know getting a uh, sort of a an idea of the landscape um, uh what are you guys like what do you typically how do you typically handle that
1: uh so we have a couple monitoring platforms that we rely on there. There's one that's specifically for the EMR side of things that kind of monitors how efficiently the the EMR platform is being delivered to the remote desktop sessions. So that's monitored by the the team that manages the EMR portion of things. Our Citrix folks, they, they monitor how the Citrix servers are performing and kind of monitor login times and things like that to make sure that they're performing up to the you know, expected, uh, delivery methods mm-hmm. or delivery, delivery times. Um, they have a set of tools that they monitor that with, um, all from said, all in Citrix. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but then there's the, you know, we are obviously keeping an eye on things from a, you know, vSphere perspective as well.
0: Right. In the so, uh, yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. So we're, we're monitoring server loads and that's the, their process for spinning up those additional remote desktop servers. Um, it's, it's a, partially automated but manually initiated process yeah so that our Citrix team is approximately five people and you know they're they're in the consoles all day every day just monitoring we've actually got a a task force that's set up with the you know the senior management and we're you know providing metrics to them on a daily basis just so we can make sure that they're informed and we stay ahead of, of demand um. So how how are how are you
0: you know I don't need to get too specific in it but uh, how what about disk space and all and, and and things like that is that something top of mind at all or or not really
1: For our for our VDI's and our Citrix remote desktops there's not a ton of disk consumption from from most of what they do Right Um they people have their home directories and their their departmental shares mm-hmm. are all mapped through our storage subsystems so um It's been, that's another thing where we have, we're monitoring all the key KPIs for that as well and reporting that up to the same senior management group.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So we haven't seen a huge spike in, uh, in additional storage capacity or storage demands, but we're, we're nearing the end of a lifespan of their current platform. So it's something that we've been having to monitor really closely anyways. Right. So that really didn't, that really didn't change a whole lot for us because of this.
0: I know it's I know it's hard I know it's sometimes hard to reflect on things when you're heads down uh, trying to deliver services to your customers, your clients, etc., but has there been anything in the last little while re- around your infrastructure that's uh, surprised you and and what I mean by that is, you know, was there something architected that that went on paper it looked great and then when it was put to the test, it actually held up or, or was there, was there uh, something that sort of popped out of left field that you thought, Oh, we didn't think about that. That's something we, we, we need to consider
1: uh, for next time. So we thankfully haven't had any huge surprises. It was our goal. When we, when we re-architected and went into an HCI infrastructure plan, it was our goal. We'd always be, you know, 20% ahead on builds so that we always had capacity there Um, you know, that, that comes and goes with how, how the budget is, you know, so we haven't been able to always stay as ahead of the curve as we want to, but the fact that we've kind of been planning to be ahead of the curve across all of our different clusters that we run has given us extra capacity in, you know, maybe column A, column B, where we've been able to shift it to column C when we needed to, and had just having that, you know, building block approach, um being able to take the blocks from one place and put them where we actually need them. That's saved our butts more than once. And, you know, that's part of what we've done here is, is we've moved, you know, hosts into handle that additional workload in the Citrix side of things when we needed it. So, I mean, yeah, I think our, our desire to be ahead of demand has kind of saved our bacon here. Um, we were able to handle the extra workload that the Citrix, side of things is demanding right now without yeah. really too much pain
0: it's times outside of the sort of the, the, the COVID-19 focus where you can, you can sit back and, and um, sort of appreciate those, those early design decisions that you, that, that you folks made. And that's, mm-hmm. that's always, uh, it's always, it's always uh, encouraging to, 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 to see that.
1: I know one of our, one of our constant challenges is our EMR platform is, fairly demanding um every time they seem to do a major version upgrade the demand seemed to go up you know exponentially it seems like um so yeah that's that's been maybe our biggest surprise is how challenging it's been to stay ahead of the demand when not only coupled with just user you know user loads and user needs but with the demands of the emr company so um that's been an interesting challenge, you know, where all of a sudden it's sprung that, yeah, you need an extra 30% capacity to, to run this, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's been maybe one of our biggest challenges.
0: Mm-hmm. How, how long have you, by the way, how long have you been uh, a Citrix running Citrix?
1: Uh, we have, honestly, we've been running it ever since I've been with the company, mm-hmm. which is 12 years. So okay. we've, we've been in it for a long time. Um, we've never really... Uh, kind of ventured outside of Citrix for for delivering remote desktop mm-hmm. services. Um, you know, we've done a couple of, of major re-engineers sure. along the way, but it's a platform that we've been you know really happy with just stability and, and ease of delivering the services our customers need.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I also asked the question because are there any, as you sort of go through this, um, are there any tips that you can give uh, new um, VDI admins or, or folks like that? Like any anything to sort of watch out for? Because you 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 sound like a seasoned professional in this, and um and the COVID nineteen just put really put you to to the test. So is there anything that that you you discovered that you you might want to share with um, new new admins or, sure. or even or even or even veteran admins that haven't uh, sort of been pressed yet to uh, in the same kind of the ways you have,
1: right? So I know I know some of the big things that we're doing that have made managing our Citrix environment incredibly easy compared to the way we used to do things. Um, we extensively use app layering, so you've got. You know your Windows, your corporate apps, your departmental apps, your personal apps, your personal data are all separate layers. So it's easier to add things into your your um, VDI gold images that way. That's one thing that's leveraged. And then being really religious about snapshot management, I know our Citrix guys have a almost completely automated process to manage the uh, the golden image snapshots. That are taken. And that's that's just how they how they leverage deploying the VDI environments. Um, that's been a big component of their of their success. Thinking very generically in how they set up their their templates for the VDIs, as opposed to you know having a specific image for every single job function or a specific image for um, you know every single department. The app layering kind of ties into that. So thinking more generically right. as you're creating uh, the app layers, as opposed to being incredibly customized and, and spe- spe- specific, I guess.
0: Yeah. So with that, thanks, Chad, for joining us uh, today. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your very busy schedule. Um, we're going to have you on the podcast in the next few months uh, just to give us a follow up on how things went. But um, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Sounds great, Angel. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Nutanix online community at next.nutanix.com, where we have blogs and links to resources, including Nutanix user groups and Nutanix education information. If you haven't already, consider subscribing to the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So with that, from your friends here at Nutanix, be safe and have a great week.